The return up for Parlo. Leaves it off. Here's Mia Hamm. In the box. The shot. Go. She's got the record. Hey everyone, my name is Sabria Whitaker and I'm the founder of Grow the Game. Erica Piancastelli here, Tokyo 2021 Olympian. This is Carly Jackson, professional goaltender for the Buffalo Buttes. Hey everyone, this is Connor Moore, the social media manager of the Chicago Sky. You are now listening to Women's Sports Matter. Women's Sports Matter. Hosted by Gianna Belcastro. Alete Ogunbowale wins the national championship for Notre Dame. everyone and welcome to women's sports matter your one-stop shop for all things women's sports my name is gianna Belcastro, and i am your host guess what it's another interview because if you thought i was gonna talk to my computer screen for an hour again you are mistaken i don't want to do that ever again but sometimes i have to okay but i really love doing interviews and I have a really awesome guest on today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Gina Young. I just got married, formerly Gina Snyder. Um, went to the Air- University of Arizona and played softball. Um, and I just recently finished up with my last season at Athletes Unlimited. Pretty epic. Well, I do want to say first, congratulations. Can you talk a little bit about... You know, your wedding, I saw a bunch of pictures on Instagram. It looked very fun. You want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, of course. No, it was so much fun. Like, it was a COVID thing. So we did basically have to postpone it. So we were engaged for over two years. But we finally got to have our wedding in Mexico. Um, There was like a spike literally as soon as we had our wedding. And so it was kind of difficult to work around it was like green light no never mind there's another strain going around so um, we had a few less people come than we thought but it ended up working out really well and uh, most of us did actually end up getting COVID from it so nice (laughs) but other than that it was wonderful it was everything I could have hoped for so it was a beach wedding right yes beach wedding in Mexico you get sand in your shoes (laughs) I didn't wear shoes. We didn't, you we just were like, you no wear shoes. shoes. Nope. I was going to say like, I, when I go on the beach yeah, and I'll like walk over um, and I don't even think about like taking my gym shoes off. I'll just be like, God damn it. I got sand in my shoe and it's going to be in here for an eternity. I hate it so much. And this is why I never go to the beach anywhere because I don't, I, I really don't like the beach. Um, I'm a beach hater, but I I love the beach. I just, (laughs) we just moved because so while I was like training, I was coaching at UNF in Jacksonville, Florida, but unfortunately I won't be there this next season. I just moved from the beach and I'm so sad. I'm in West Virginia now. (laughs) Is there anything that's like that you love the most about the beach? 
I like that you can literally just do whatever. So it's like a low cost. If you want to do something fancy, you can maybe dress it up a little, or you can have a casual, like it's just always there and you, it's whatever you make it. Being buried in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the ocean though. I like to swim yeah. and like tan. So one of the, like, I'll go to like Geneva sometimes or even like Lake Michigan and mm-hmm. Like it's trying to step into the water and there's a bunch of rocks there. And I'm like, nope, forget it. Why would I even go in when it's like the ocean's protection is right there? And it's like, I should buy some swim shoes. It's like stepping on Legos, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That I can see how that would not be it. Like- yeah. And also I just burn easily anyway. So it's like, I don't want to put sunscreen on every 20 minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I will burn. Um, I'll tan everywhere except for my chest. And so my chest will get like red and peel and it's not fun. So did, did you have fun? Like tan lines when you played softball, it just be like the cutoff of the sleeves. And it's like, Oh, this part of my arm is red and everything else is just like, so like white. And you're just staring at it like, <sighs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. Cause we, so coaching too, like I'd get those awful tan lines. So before the wedding, had to get a tanning membership so I could keep up (laughs) because I was like what a horrible way like because I had like a just like a spaghetti strap dress and I was like god that would look so awful in pictures just having like the white different the different colors on your arm but yes not a stranger to those tan lines yeah I I just it takes me back to like when I would play sports outside and I would look and I'm like well I mean, I will not learn my lesson. I definitely will not learn my lesson at all. But I just think, mm, like, half of my leg will just be red. <laughs> yeah. I don't even tan. I don't even know. That's the one thing that I don't understand. My sister can tan. I burn. Oh. It's like, who decided? <laughs> like, how did this happen? Who decided this was going to be a thing? Yeah. I yeah, blame- luckily I tan I don't really have to I don't ever wear sunscreen though so like <laughs> okay. I wear sunscreen and I still I, I'm a sunscreen hater I'm a beach hater you know what I'm not a I used to be a hater of softball but I'm not anymore and you, and what took it well okay here's a fun story <laughs> time um I played baseball growing up okay. and so I was like the only girl that played so- uh, that, that played baseball and you know my mom tried to put me into softball I was like no I don't want to do it I want to be different and so I hated softball after she tried to, to make me do that and then I watched the Olympics this mm. summer or this past summer and then I was like okay wait this is cool and then I took my cousins to athletes unlimited softball yeah. in opening day which is how we met before and mm. so I want to ask you a little bit about um your experience with AU and um, like how all of that came to be. Yeah. So this is like kind of the theme of my life. I feel like I just kind of was in the right place at the right time. I feel like I um, was able to play a little bit over the summer before Athletes Unlimited, just while the Olympic teams were getting ready. And so I was kind of part of just a team that was like going to help get them ready. It was just like a low key thing. And um, played against uh, the Canadian national team. And, you know, Vic Hayward's on that um, team. And she's part of the PEC. And so 
they had a last minute like dropout, like a pitcher who wasn't able to make it. And so they had reached out to me just through there. And so like, honestly, I was like in shock when I first got the text, I was like, there's no way, like, this is crazy. But um, it was real. Cause I thought it was fake. I was like, someone messing with me. <laughs> I was like, no way. But then I, I really was like thinking, I was like, wow, like, let's do this. Cause it was literally like, can you make it to Chicago? like this weekend and I was like I don't know and I was just starting on with UNF too and so I had to like I was like let me see if I can you know text our coach of course she was fine with it like coach Mars at UNF was like so cool so I didn't know that at the time because I was just starting but it all worked out and so yeah I was like yeah let me like give you my info and hop on a plane tomorrow that is so freaking cool (laughs) That yeah. that sounds like the perfect uh, start to something really cool. And, you know, that season that you played in was the first where fans could be in attendance. Mm-hmm. And I what, what's really cool for me is, like, being from Illinois and, you know, you have everything. You have, like, two women's professional teams and then you have all the men's teams out in Chicago and um, with the um, whatever. I can't. I'm blanking on the name of the former softball league whatever yeah 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 you know when that fell apart because of Mm -hmm. the pandemic um you know not having something like that here anymore and then you know athletes unlimited comes along and you're finding out all these different things I'm like whoa I didn't even know we had that here and Mm -hmm. so um being able to experience that was epic I think I I would say there's so many words honestly It is so cool too. Like, and I almost want to go back like as a fan, because I feel like the fan experience is really cool because they take it so seriously at AU. Like they do all the like in the dugout meeting, like chats and stuff like that. Like like fans are such a big deal and like doing all the signings and stuff. So like I always want to go back. Like I want to go to OKC too as a fan because I know that experience is really cool too. Yes, I just getting into the world of softball this past year has just been um, like so eye-opening and you know it's a whole different community and just the people are great the athletes are great well I think believe the word should be more than great uh, phenomenal um, just like superstars uh, I, I could keep going on and on I want to ask you about you know this year's college world series has been like indescribable yet I'm at a loss for words for softball yeah. um, just the total powerhouse of Oklahoma. It just, wow. Yeah, no, yeah. They were like on a mission from day one. Like, I remember being like, wow, like, I don't even know who else is going to be in it. You know, in the beginning of the year, like who's going to make it to OKC? Like, you know, let's like guess who's going to make it. I'm like, okay, well, Oklahoma. And then it was just kind of like a you never know and like it was like that it ended up being crazy like you had all the upsets with like Arizona making it of course I was like oh yeah let's go but yeah it was it was a really cool year like even though Oklahoma just completely steamrolled over pretty much everyone like it was such a wild car like even for Texas to make it that was crazy I never would have guessed that at the beginning of the year yeah I I feel like I was maybe a little bit of a latecomer to college softball Mm -hmm. um but I noticed right away the success of Northwestern and I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. 
And then um, I started falling a little bit more in the school that I'm going to next year or this fall, I should say, Nebraska winning the Big Ten Championship was like, yeah. oh my God, like that's my school. Like that's so cool to see. And just like figuring out like what other teams are good and um, like who's the dark horse. And um, just I was even amazed to find out that some of these other schools had like a softball program that's always so fun to see like a school you'd never expect for some reason just like oh north texas has a softball program i had no idea now i know and then i click the follow button and it's part of my many other things that i'm trying to follow along with and they're like really good too like hope the picture from oh you came from north texas so it's like funny how yeah no it is growing like rapidly too because i know i mean there's so many people like that out there that have no idea. And then like, I've yet to have somebody actually watch or like put a little bit of effort into investing in it and then like hate it. Like they're always like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I had someone, I did a live show um, two weeks ago and they were asking me about like viewership for college softball. And like, they were saying they were from Louisiana and they didn't have this stuff on national TV. And you're seeing things like AU get a deal with ESPN and some other uh, games will be on the different ESPN channels. And then also ESPN plus, and then like a whole like documentary thing going on. And then you just have like the college world, the women's college world series having more views than the men's, which is like, whoa like I just like what are you your thoughts on all this stuff um it's cool and like I said like I like knew it was coming like it's very rapid though like exponential growth I feel like it's been crazy like the numbers they've put up have been insane and so it's so nice to see that happening you know like in my lifetime too I feel like you never really knew and there are so many women that came before us and it's so nice to see it happening like right now so um yeah it's really like I remember like um just recently when AUX was playing me and my husband went to the bar and we were like oh like we want to watch the game and the basketball finals were going on or I don't know I don't follow basketball at all so and so like they're like oh the basketball game and I was like no not the basketball game and then like the softball game was on ESPN like actual ESPN they're like what channel I'm like oh it's literally this channel like you guys are gonna be playing it anyways and so I don't know it's so cool to see like how much it's grown and just how quickly it has been and then of course I'm always like oh my god like I played with them like I know them all like this is so fun that is perfect I my favorite thing about going to a restaurant is like already seeing like the WNBA on or something like that um just be like oh I don't have to ask because I will I will make it I will cause a problem in a restaurant if they like refuse to have it on because I've seen tweets where I see tweets where it's like they have refused to put the W on I'm like it's a sport (laughs) it's on like ESPN or ESPN2 it's not like it's on ESPN Ocho or something like it's not some weird like cornhole thing no this is like real professional sports that are going on on these main channels and you're refusing to put them on like right like yeah come on have you seen um the bar in Portland the sports Mm -hmm. bra have you heard about that yeah yeah the sports bra yes that is so I like want to I think that's what it is yes okay I'm like I hope I'm right I said it so confidently (laughs) but yeah like I'm like I've never really been out there to that part Mm -hmm. of the country but like 
I would totally make a trip out there just to go because that's crazy. I'm sure they're doing phenomenal. Like, they're doing so well. And yeah. I, I knew from the start, like when I saw the account pop up on Twitter and then I saw the Instagram page, um, I knew like this is not going to be something that fails. Like people are going to flock yeah. to Portland to go to this bar just because like it's the only mm-hmm. bar that only shows women's sports. For sure. Yeah, it's so powerful. Like like the women's sports community is like so strong so like you know that even if the sports bar was like I'm sure it's not but even if it was just like some dumb like people would still support it yes the the women's sports community like in general is just mind-blowing like I'm still I'm still shocked every day like people like listen to this show which is like I didn't expect it to go anywhere and then people like listen and I'm like oh you want to hear me talk I don't know if I want to hear myself talk. <laughs> so I'm I'm sure they do it because of the people that are on the show. So like oh, it's for cool. You. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's like it's like I said, it's like in that market, you know, yeah. it's such a like powerful market. And it's like, you know, let's do something with this. Like, especially now with like social media and like, you know, so many people have platforms now that mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, why not support them all? Yes. And then with uh, the 50th anniversary of Title IX just happening uh, last month. And, you know, you're seeing all these TV deals happen. And um, I think my favorite TV deal that has happened this past year is um, the Women's Barclays League in England, the Women's Soccer League, uh, getting a deal with Paramount Plus. Yeah. So it's more accessible for people. And plus, I love watching Chelsea destroy arsenal so that's like my thing um so to be able to have access to that without like clicking a sketchy link or something like that right um to have that kind of access is great and also i mean the au deal is pretty freaking cool too so for sure yeah it's definitely making some progress and even like um the okc like having the world series format adjusted to kind of be a more similar format to the men's world yeah. series and so, or I guess it's just college world series or whatever but <laughs> yeah so it's like they're like so much progression going on and so it's just like really cool and it's cool too because I'm like when I have a daughter like you know I know when I was growing up I never was like oh I want to play professional softball because I don't really know it was a thing it was always like pick your college and see what you want to study because softball is not forever but now I can be like hey like you know it can be forever if you really work at it yes Mm -hmm. it's a true option for you for sure yeah I think that the weirdest thing that I see is like people making the jump that are like 15 years old and this is the case I think for the NWSL mostly you got like 15 16 17 year olds playing in the league like there's someone my age that's has the highest contract in the entire league. It's like the the amount of young people, like I feel like I'm not accomplishing enough because there's these people that are that doing this stuff. I feel like, well, you know what's crazy too? And I feel like that's another thing is like how much um, like social media and just like the internet has mm-hmm. helped progress just the ages. Like, yeah. I mean, there's like power athletes. Like, I mean, the skill level is amazing just because they have so much like there's just so many resources I feel like you know you have like all these groups and all these even like just videos like YouTube videos Mm -hmm. I mean like 
even TikTok, like I follow Danielle Laurie and like she posts some really good stuff. I'm like, I even I learn from her all the time. I'm like, wow, like just these little things that like you don't really think about or like you may not have access to normally but the internet like makes it possible yeah it's so cool like to see all you know I mean even just like in the records being broken like you know not saying it, it had anything to do with it but like Jossie Allo absolutely demolished the homeowner absolutely oh my god like, yes so it's like cool to see you know like how much better athletes are like no shade you know to the you know OGs in the sport but like <laughs> there's just so much like access to all these resources it's so great like I could post something and it can reach a million people yes now so it's pretty cool the power of social media right yeah yeah I mean I have a love-hate relationship with social media mm-hmm. um I think mainly because I feel like I'm a part of the social media generation I'm supposed to know how to do all these things I don't know how to use TikTok like I don't oh. know like what to post I don't know yeah. what does well even when I post on Twitter, it's like, I don't, am I typing this correctly? Like, is this supposed to be the, like the funny way that you spell this word or, um, is this the correct meme format? I feel like an old 20 year old. I feel like I'm not doing it correctly. And this is why I have other people doing this stuff for me because I don't want to jeopardize the future (laughs) of women's sports matter because I don't know how to use social media. Um, it's like a full-time job. It really is. It is. And it's like, oh, well, you're supposed to be doing your homework. No, I have to post this tweet on my show. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's like, I have a million jobs and one of them is tweeting. Yeah. For free. Right. It is literally a full-time job. People do really get paid to just, like, understand social media platforms. Like, different ones, too. Like, it's I just, I don't, I don't understand. I love the AU Twitter. And I love the people that are behind it. They're amazing people. Yeah no they're so fun and like the stuff they post I like will literally laugh out loud like same when I scroll past I'm like oh my god like who thinks of this like this is so funny the did you see the media day tiktok of like it, it was I think it's telephone yes that I did with like yeah. Gwen and that yeah yes. I laughed oh at that god. one it was yeah. good no they're so funny and they're so good to you like I feel like they post stuff like right away I'm like yes. I would spend like a whole day editing this like I don't have that's what that. I do <laughs> yeah I'm like it takes time but like nope they're just like boop, 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 here it is they're experts and I love it yeah moving on to um college first of all I would just like to apologize to you on behalf of living in the midwest that you had to deal with Purdue weather um, because it's not fun. And I don't know why people um, like do this to themselves. They'll like go to school this one place and you have to deal with snow for four months. Yeah, no, yeah, it was definitely like, and I did it for three years. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, like for some reason, I just don't really think about Purdue that much. I'm always like, oh, like University of Arizona. Like, yeah, that's where I graduated for like, I was actually at Purdue for three years and I was only in Arizona for two. And like, I was there the majority of my college and I don't know how I did it. It was such a shock. And I almost feel like when I was going through the recruiting, I was like, snow is fun. That looks like so much fun. Cause I, I like had no ideas. Like everyone was like seasons, they're beautiful. No. And then I got there and I was like, what? Like I have no. to like 
winterize things and like yeah. sweep leaves and like put on a million jackets and buy boots and like all these things mm-hmm. I mean at least you don't have to deal with lake effect snow which um I have to deal with because I live in close proximity to Lake Michigan um oh. so that's it's not fun like mid what if listen if you are someone that is thinking about going to school in the Midwest, I advise strongly against it be- just because of the snow. Yeah, the snow is so- like, thankfully, they have like, like indoor facilities, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, if we're gonna do it, like, at least they like, help you out a yeah. little bit. And I remember our first like, month of season was traveling south, traveling to the west, like, we were never at home, which is kind of fun but it definitely gets old like I know I'd be like oh my god like we have to get on the plane again like we have to go through like the whole travel and then like constantly missing class like I mean I my first semester I was struggling like because I would miss like two days a week for like an entire month and I was like "Mm." (laughs) I was like all this travel like I don't know it was nice to get out but it definitely was a lot once you get into it I want to ask you about when you had your first encounter with snow um what what was that like what was the thought of that like did you did you think oh like this is like I could build a snowman I could have like some fun with it I'm sure the school does like snowball fights too I've heard about that from many school tours that I've been on in the midwest it's like oh and like this is the place where you have your annual snowball fight with your classmates and it's like I don't think I want to participate in that I just the final close final thoughts on uh midwest weather just go ahead yeah my first snow I thought was really cool and then I woke up and realized that like nothing was canceled. I was like, it's a snow day. Like nothing's canceled. (laughs) I was like, okay. So like getting out and then the car was like frozen over. And I don't think this is my first encounter with snow, but it definitely was the first like snow year, like the year I actually ripped the door handle off of my car because it was frozen. (laughs) Like snow is just inconvenient. (laughs) It really is. And to the snow day part, that's hilarious. But sadly, yeah, <laughs> sadly, it's not always the case. Yeah, I was like, cool, um, like class canceled. Nope. Yeah, no, no. Um, I I only had maybe one snow day happen in college. I mean, I went to the first two years of college for me were was at a junior college, so mm-hmm. it was just like mostly online, and then sometimes you have class in person. Mm-hmm. and the day that it was a snow day I didn't have a class in person so I was like well can you maybe move that to tomorrow yeah. so I don't have to drive half an hour to class um <laughs> but snow days are fake now because of technology yeah so, I know really um I hope that for me in the fall in the winter time that snow is not bad I don't know anything about Nebraska weather but all I know is that it's better than like effects now yeah you know I feel like I don't know anything about it either I'm going somewhere that I've never been to and I I just I I always like laughed at people like oh you're you're going to a school that you've never visited before and that's really stupid (laughs) 
It happens. I I don't think I visited Purdue. I I did my visit after I committed. Whoa. See, I, and I, well, I mean, now I've never been to Nebraska before. So now I'm just going to a place where it's like, okay, I picked this place. And now I, I guess I live there now. Nice. That's but. cool. It's cool though. That, like, I feel like even though like my experience at Purdue wasn't amazing, it was still like a really good, ex- like, I'm glad I did it because mm-hmm. I learned a lot. I met a ton of people. I mean, I met my husband there, like, <laughs> so I'm like, I like experienced life on my own. And you saw a bunch of farms thrown into it. What? You saw a bunch of farms too. That's another oh, thing. Oh yeah. The so many farms. Yes. And like, no, like no mountains. It was just like flat. Yeah, that's another thing about the Midwest. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing here. My cousin goes to Purdue. I have a bunch of friends that go to Purdue. That's one of the, okay. one of the, um, actually two of my cousins go to Purdue, and I have a bunch of friends yeah. that go there. And I went to a football game this past year, and driving there. Well, driving there only took two hours and thirty minutes, and okay. just like. I, I don't know if you've ever driven in between Illinois and Indiana, but there's a lot of fun signs on the way there. So I think, you know, I have, cause we actually like would drive, yeah. I think to wherever we would play. I think U of I, U of I or Northwestern. Yeah. There's some fun signs along the way. I don't know. And if we you know went what to, I'm talking about. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's always like my favorite talking point is like when people are maybe from here or they went to school, like somewhere around here, like, you say fun signs, people know exactly what you're talking about. I don't have to hurt anybody's feelings. You know what it is. It's hilarious. And I laugh every time and I'll like read them out loud to my family. I'll be like, like hell is real or something like that. And it's just like, it's hilarious. Like, yeah. You're like, are you like, what are these signs supposed to be telling me? I know. Honestly, I think it's just, so like Illinois is in a, time to get political. Illinois is in a sea of like red states. And so it's very like, christianity is everywhere so like they'll have these signs of like and then there's like another fun sign that's like at the one after that and so it's like "Mm, i see there's different messaging oh and the firework signs yeah firework signs are my favorite because like need fireworks and it's like this big like image of five different types of firecrackers and it's like oh take the next exit i don't need fireworks you're like why would i need that and it's funny too because in arizona at least when I was growing up, I don't know if it still is. It was illegal to have fireworks just because it was like so yeah. dry out there. It's like fire hazard or I don't know. I don't know if it actually was, but um, fireworks were like a big fat, like, no, like you yes. probably should not do this. And so there was like openly a thing. I was like, mm-hmm. what is going on? We're just going to set the world on fire. Yeah. And, but it's not really a thing out there, but. <laughs> it's illegal to sell fireworks in Illinois. So people will go to like missouri or indiana mm. or wisconsin to go get fireworks and the funny thing is is that they'll be like state troopers uh, yeah. on the borders and so they'll like they'll see the people that go in and out really quickly and then they'll pull them over and then there's that so um i've never been a part of one of those rides before but i, I find it hilarious the extent that people will go um right. just to shoot some colorful things into the sky no, God, you got to get that excitement in. <laughs> but I'm glad someone else that I've talked to has seen the the signs yeah. and, and knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's always something that I 
really have to ask because it's such an important topic here on yeah. the sports matter. It's <laughs> yeah, sure. it's the type of journalism everybody wants and everybody mm-hmm. needs. Yeah. Gotta love it. <laughs> We're here for the people. <laughs> yes, we are. So we just talked a little bit about college. I, I know you said that um, you didn't go to your school after you committed, can you just talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what that kind of process was like? Cause I always love learning about, you know, how these athletes get their offers and, you know, the amount of time that it takes for you to like consider the pros and cons of everything. So I just want to learn a little bit more about the recruiting process. Yeah. So it's kind of like when I was talking about at AU, like just kind of like crazy things just happened and I ended up where I ended up well that's like kind of how Purdue ended up like so I would say I was fairly late bloomer I didn't really get good until like my junior year and when I was going through the recruiting process like if you weren't committed by like sophomore year you were probably not going anywhere like anywhere big at least so I didn't really start looking at the right schools until it was a little bit too late so I wanted to go close to home And I was looking at smaller schools and a lot of them didn't have scholarships, right? Like, you know, I kind of missed the boat on that. So um, just like one of my teammates who was younger than me, so she she was kind of like in her prime recruiting time, um, was like going on a visit to Purdue. And she was like, yeah, like they actually need a pitcher. So like, you know, and just they were a new coaching staff there. So I was one of their first, um, in their recruiting class, I think there might've only been four. Um, It was like me and three other ones in their first class going in. And so um, they actually like were watching her, my teammate, she was a catcher. And then they were like, oh, interested in me. And so then basically when they got the new job or when the new coaches got there, the previous pitcher in my class committed, uh, followed the other coach. So it just ended up they had the scholarship for me and I was like wow this is crazy and so I actually didn't like get in contact with them until my senior year and so that's why I just was like let's do it like the money's right this is at this point this is probably the best I'm going to get and it was late and so I just committed and then later I think a couple months later I did my official visit and so um, and the weather was actually not that great on my official visit it was like in April I know it was still pretty cold. I don't think it was snowing, but it was like very cold. And so they like warned me. They're like, it's very cold. But at the time I was like, oh, that's cool. That's different. Like I need to get out of the heat. And so, um, but yeah, no, it was um, definitely not your average recruiting story. So, but I'm glad I ended up there and we're all worked out in the end. I mean, I guess I ended up transferring, but like I said, I'm glad I ended up there. Like if I didn't go through the injuries or anything, like, you know, it might've been different, but everything worked out. So. So you're saying that you had nothing lined up and then just miraculously they're like, yeah, oh, not, you go. not really. Yeah. I didn't really have much going on. Like I also didn't take it very seriously. Like for all the like younger high school athletes listening, like please take your recruitment seriously because I I did not like it it's was a very just, important time. Yeah, like yeah. I just was focused on playing. Like I was just kind of like, oh, like that. I don't even know what I want to do. I don't know what I want. Like you know, I just had no idea. I mean, I wanted to be an engineer, and 
that's literally just because that's what my dad did. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a semester and failed out. So like, wow. I had no, like, I didn't even, I don't even think I knew what engineering was. <laughs> I just was like, oh, I want to play softball. Like, that's all. That's it. Yeah. I just want to keep playing softball and wherever I end up, I end up. So, and back then, like, you know, it was just emailing, like, I mean, like, there was really no YouTube po- video postings. Like we had like a cheesy skills video mm-hmm. and that was kind of it. So recruiting was like, you had to take it seriously. Cause like coaches don't just stumble upon athletes. Like they don't just like, you know, find out someone on YouTube, like not that it happens often nowadays, but it's a little bit more of an option, but yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, definitely something that I if I could go back I would have took it a little bit more serious a little bit earlier well I mean like you said it all worked out um but to touch more on like Purdue itself um could you just talk a little bit about the program and you know some of the things that you accomplished while you were there um yeah no it was it was a really good experience just as far as like I love the school like the school was awesome um and then being able to be like in the big 10, I know. And I I think it helps too the fact that like I was part of the first recruiting class in the new coaches staff, but um, I started right away. So like I was able to actually have an impact, which is something that even going through recruiting, I didn't really think about. I just was like, Oh, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't think I didn't ask these right questions. And so that was another thing that it just made sense. They were like, you know, you'll start right away. Like, you know, we really need someone to come in and take some innings. And so, yeah, I went, um, I got, you know, I was in and out. Cause honestly, I don't even know if I was ready to be like a full-time starter in the big 10, my freshman year. I, I learned a lot. Um, I was pitching under a couple of seniors and then uh, another pitcher, Lily Fesha, who was like, holds strikeout record. I mean, she was awesome. And so being able to learn under her my first two years was really, really good. Um, I learned a lot. Eventually, like I didn't end up getting to be like to fill her shoes, but I was ready like at that point. Um, my junior year is the year that I redshirted. And so um, with injuries, I had injured my arm and then had ended up in the hospital. And so that's kind of where my junior year was. But um, if it would have, that would have happened. I really did feel ready. I was, I loved the girls. Like they had me, you know, hyped up and, but yeah, no, it was, it would have been good. <laughs> I want to follow up on that about the injury. You have come back in a way that, you know, not many people could. And I've read numerous articles about this. So I'm sorry for asking the same questions. Okay. Um, but it, it basically came from nowhere, you know? Yeah. Did, they, did they ever find out the root cause of what had happened? No, they never did. And, like, and it's funny you say that because, like, I have, like, talked a lot about it. But I feel like every time I talk about it, like, I'll, like, remember something else. Because it was so much, like, right, like, there was no warning, you know? It was yeah. just kind of, like, boom. Like, it started out just headaches. And then next thing you know, I was in the hospital because I don't even really remember much about it because I was incoherent because it was like a brain thing so um but yeah no there was there was a pretty wild ride like going from working out every day and then I ended up in the hospital I lost like 20 pounds within that week I my recovery was 
really hard just getting back to normal, like even just like everyday stuff. And so um, I think it really does encompass like who I am today because going through that really showed me like how to look at life a little bit differently. And so I always say like me as a pitcher at Purdue was one way, like, but I did struggle a lot. Like, you know, I had to learn the hard way, a lot of things. Whereas um, after I kind of realized that you can literally lose the sport um, and honestly, like your life, like not to get super deep, but like, you know, it was a pretty serious injury. And so like, once I realized like how quickly things can change, I took, I mean, every single workout, like I was like, oh my God, like my tryout. Cause I walked on to the university of Arizona. So like my tryout, I was just like, I just got to do it. Like, what do I have to lose? Like, I might as well just try, you know, it's another kind of thing in my life that just, I think ended up working out like in my luck, you know, like, um, but yeah, like luckily the coaches saw something in me. They saw like my potential. And so every single day I was like taking these practices so seriously, like, I really was on a mission to become the best player that I could be because I knew that you never know. And I would hate to be finished with the sport saying I didn't put my all into it. And I know that looking back at what I had done at Purdue and when I was like, wow, like that could have been it. I knew that I had left so much on the table. Um, My last game was so my last start in a Purdue uniform before that was against Northwestern and I pitched my ass off. And like, unfortunately we lost one to zero. I want to say I only gave up two hits and one of them was a home run in the seventh. And so we lost and I like pitched so like so well. And then the next game I came in relief and it was during the big 10 tournament and just did absolutely awful. Cause I just didn't think anything of it. I was like, you know, I just wasn't really in that right headspace. I was very, um, it wasn't very consistent. And so I knew like, if I get another chance, like I'm going to take full advantage of it. And so that's kind of why, like, you know, people look at, Oh, like, cause my first start at Arizona, um, my senior year. So I got us one start my junior year against, um, Stanford. I ended up getting pulled. But my senior year, my first start was against Team Japan. And that was like when I was like, I don't even care who I'm playing against. Like I have worked so hard. Like I'm going to make it count. I'm going to basically have as much fun as I can and put my best foot forward. And thankfully, we ended up winning. But yeah. I want to go back to the the whole hospital thing, because I know from experience too, like just a random like thing can make you all of a sudden like just be stuck in a hospital but I mean I was only I there was a time in October of 2020 where I was in the hospital for three days because doctors thought I was gonna have like kidney failure and I was like what I am like as healthy as I can be and they were they told me you know like Gianna we don't know what the hell happened I'm like well I would like an explanation please so that was like I it was like the start of um freshman year of college and I was like I am super healthy like I I played a sport every every year of my life basically like I take care of myself and then I'm in a hospital bed for three days and I I lost I lost a lot of weight too and so like getting back to that I was like I 
I'm like my whole mindset changed. Yeah, no, it does. It's crazy. And like, I never like want to wish anything like that on anyone, but it's like, they really are like life defining moments. Like it's crazy. And you never found out why either. No, that's crazy. That almost makes it like scarier because you're like, it literally could happen tomorrow. You don't know. Like, yes. And like every time where I, I, the, what happened was I like could not eat or like drink anything. Oh God. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just not hungry. And so my mom was like, oh, well, you should eat a few crackers and like drink some water. And I was like, no, I can't do it. And so like after three days, which I don't even know why we waited, I was like, I think we should go. I'm not eating or drinking after. anything. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And I was like, you know, it's the third day or the fourth day. Um, we should probably go to the doctor. And so I was at emergency care for like a few hours and they like did a bunch of tests. Yeah. Um, and this was like during when COVID was going on and oh. we're like, oh, is it COVID? No. Um, is it this? No. And so they told me that my kidney levels were really low. And that I was very close to kidney failure. And I I was just like, what the hell? And then this was during the beginning of school. And, yeah. you know, everything was all online. So it was like doing all of my stuff. And I was like behind in a bunch of my classes because, you know, I thought I could just procrastinate and, and do whatever. And yeah. so I had to do my first night at the hospital. Um, I had to do a bunch of assignments. I had to do a bunch of mini quizzes oh, because God. I... I was like, hey, so like I'm in the hospital right now and I didn't Professors do don't care. stuff. Yeah, they don't, they don't care. They're like, it's fine. They don't give a shit. And they were like, yeah. well, you kind of waited the last minute. Like it was due that night. And yeah. they were like, you waited the last minute. I mean, I could give you an extension for this week, but like <laughs> you gotta do it. And yeah. so I sat there with my laptop and I was like, taking these quizzes or I don't even know if I had my laptop I think I did it on my phone I took all my quizzes on my phone and I yeah and I I didn't even eat until later in the second day they gave me a bunch of medicine and I got better and I still get nervous to where like I feel like how I did before I was in the hospital and I'll get nervous like what if I have like what if it's happening again I just yeah. yeah. No, I'll get like a, a headache, like just a regular mm-hmm. headache. You know, you just get them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. My God. Like, oh my like, oh God. Hopefully, like, I can speak normally tomorrow. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just super, super scary stuff sure. that I will probably remember for the rest of my life. Yeah. And you know what is like, so if I could like relive my life and maybe be blessed with like, more intelligence I would totally go into like the human body and like just like even like pharmacy kind of stuff and the way that like your body reacts to certain things I think that stuff is crazy in like the brain and like how insanely complicated it all is but like everybody's doing it regularly like the things our body does like just without us even thinking about it is crazy to me like, I don't know I'm surprised yeah. things don't go wrong like you know what I mean like yes 
I'm like, I trust this to be happening all the time. Like, what? Like, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, I'm not a big science person, but um, like sometimes I'll think about, oh, like this is a thing that's happening right now. And then I think about it too much. And it's like, well, maybe you should stop thinking about that. And then I'll like just keep thinking about it for like another hour and then it'll pop back up in my brain just like oh remember the thing you were thinking about five hours ago guess what we're gonna think about it again right now and I'm like like, what yeah it's so weird and it's almost like yeah I don't even know it's just like so weird to me like and it's just so unpredictable too like there's so like I feel like I come across it more often now than I would have ever thought like a lot of cases are like ours where like doctors just couldn't figure it out and, and they're like, like, oh, well, just don't do this and that and yeah. you'll be fine. I know. I'm like, how can you not figure it out? But like, yeah. <laughs> then I really think about it, I'm like, who am I to say that? Like, I know I can't figure it out. Like, yeah. you know, I can't diagnose someone with like just a regular cough probably mm-hmm. like, you know, but it's just like so crazy how complicated it all is. And like, I don't know. It's just like life, Science, oh. life, <laughs> all this, all this stuff. Um. But I, I do want to ask you about like the mental aspect of all of that because yeah. that is just such an incredibly hard thing to come back from. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to know your thought process from when you were released from the hospital until um, you got that offer to play at Arizona. Like, yeah. what it, did you ever um, have you ever like talked with a sports psych? or like done any of those things oh yeah I my first year back was really really hard because I I wasn't good you know like I was recovering and so things that I never thought about like just throwing a fastball or like just regular stuff um I had to think so hard about again and that's why like because I initially quit because I wasn't I was told and I honestly believed it too that I would never play competitively again like at that level just because my recovery was from literally ground zero like learn to walk I remember being cleared to throw like overhand like to do like like light softball stuff basically so I was just gonna play catch and I didn't know how to throw overhand and I like spiked the ball and just immediately burst into tears and I was like wow like first I don't know why I thought that like softball would just come back to me when I had just spent like months learning to walk but like I just thought like oh like I'm everything's normal when I'm on the softball field but then it wasn't and so I had to learn I mean my workouts were like throw 10 fastballs and like hit the like basically hit the net like I mean, my accuracy was so bad. Like I was throwing so slow. Like it was so awkward. Like I felt like I was throwing left-handed. Like when I like say, if you're to do something that you do like all the time, like when you write left-handed, like it literally felt like that. And so um, I went back home after I basically quit and I went back home. And then that's when I started back up just for funsies. And I was like, let's just like see, cause like, I'm bored and I am at this point I'm like a former athlete I have no idea what else is you know means anything in my life I'm like lost and so 
um, just like throwing with my dad in the backyard just for like fun. And then, yeah, one thing led to the next. Um, but I was not very good that first year at Arizona. I worked really hard and um, got like, eventually everything kind of came into place, but I got like shelled at practice like in scrimmages like I remember they're like worried they're like should we get her a mask like we're worried for her like um getting back into it but um my progression was pretty quickly just because I had that mindset of like we're going to be the best because we're not leaving anything on the table so like when I look at where I was before not really throwing even confidently at all and and honestly just the confidence too like and I might be like being a little extreme, being like, I was so not ready. Um, physically, maybe I was like in the conversation, but just like mentally, the co- like confidence was completely shot. And so, yeah, I talked to our sports psychiatrist a lot. Uh, I met with her weekly. And so she helped me a ton, just kind of realize like, you're not comparing yourself to the past you at Purdue. Like that girl is gone. You need to compare yourself to the day before and just progressively get better one day at a time and it'll all compound and eventually you'll get back, you know? And if I did, and I was like, at that point I was like, if I don't, at least I can say I gave it my all. And so, but yeah, it was definitely a journey. I I would assume so. Like just, just the fact that you played softball again and were able to finish out your college career and then move on to AU, like just like I'm at a loss for words. Like that's just phenomenal. That was surreal. Yeah. No, that's why I say like, I feel like I just right place, right time. Although like I worked hard for it all. Like, you know, I definitely worked my ass off and like, I did everything I could with the opportunities that I got but like I just look at it I'm like wow like not I mean I remember learning people probably don't remember when they were first learning you know like I'm sure like little things but it's kind of just memories but mine was so recent and so I'm like you know I remember like struggling to hit like the plate honestly like the strike zone like I remember struggling to hit the strike zone at one point it was so recent and then being able to go back. And I remember like not really throwing hard at all. Like it was like change-ups every time, like just not throwing hard because I didn't have any strength. I had no real like muscle connection and like even at like a basic level. And so, yeah. And then being able to actually say that like I hit, I ended up hitting 70 and it was like a huge deal for me. Cause that's just like a huge deal. I feel like in general, but I like really worked, like, I mean, I took everything so seriously in softball, like in like the practices and stuff. Like I was like that person that was like, we're gonna, everything's gonna be perfect. Like I will never cut corners. And so it all ended up, you know, coming out. I got to see the fruits of my labor, thankfully, but yeah, like anything's possible. I mean, for anyone listening to like making those strides, like if you just really dial in, like anything's possible. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. when you were in your recovery process, was school something that you wanted to go back to? Was that even something like, you know, I'm coming back from this. I, I don't know if I want to continue on with school. Like, I just want to know a little bit more about that. Um, like actual classes? Like going back to school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I 
I literally went into our advisor and I was like, please just give me the easiest classes. I ended up getting my degree in general studies because I was like, I basically, I mean, transferring was kind of a really good thing for me because academically you don't transfer your GPA, but I had to drop a lot of classes because I missed a lot of school. Um, I fell really, really behind. And so, and that's on top of failing out of engineering my first semester. (laughs) So I was already behind. And then um, I really had to play catch up a little bit. And so I basically went into our advisor and I was like, what transfers the most? Cause I have a jumble of credits cause I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like I said, I just want to play softball. So, and yeah, no, I, I did like the easiest thing I could basically get into. I mean, I kind of had it set up to where my last semester, I only had one credit <laughs> and it was um, a six week online course. So yeah, school was not my thing. I ended up getting a master's to make up for it but yeah at that time in my life no I mean I would assume that you know school wouldn't be of the utmost importance um clearly but (laughs) yeah I mean I I was just a little curious about that because you are were considered a student athlete um (laughs) so not in my eyes (laughs) not in your eyes no um um when you were in college, NIL wasn't a thing. I just want to know your thoughts about um, all the NIL craziness that is going on right now. The uh, the one thing that I would like to bring up as well is the fact that, you know, oh, it wouldn't be fair to the, the female athletes that are doing it because all the money is going to go to the men. And I think one of the highest paid um, individuals in the NIL space is UConn guard uh, Paige Beckers. So I just want to know your thoughts about um, from when you were in school to what's going on now, like with the NIL things, um, yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think NIL is awesome. Um, I think that it can, of course, get messy, um, but I think it's a great opportunity for female athletes to kind of like vouch for themselves and level the playing field. Cause I mean, it's no secret men get paid way more than women Mm -hmm. in like, you know, a a sport very similar. And it's just like, you know, you compare not that they're the same, but baseball to softball. Like it, I know the draft just happened. Like those guys got drafted and are making millions. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, from an actual just organization, I don't know if many softball players, I don't know how much the top are getting paid, but I can't imagine it's multi multi millions, you know, and it's like so many of those baseball players got it, but in like the NIL deals and the endorsements and even to let athletes start doing it in college is huge because college sports, um, for women is a really, really big deal. Um, in softball, maybe not so much anymore, but for a long time, college softball was kind of the biggest stage you're going to be on. Um, the professional teams didn't have nearly as big as a following as the college teams did. And so I think it's a really cool way for athletes to kind of open up the floor to say, like making equal pay. And I mean, gosh, some of them probably should get more. <laughs> I mean, yes. Like, I'm surprised if they haven't already, like, 
surprised they haven't surpassed a lot of the guys just because I think too and like I don't want to be like sexist but like a woman is going to work hard for her money too I mean the possibilities are endless and so like just knowing that they can kind of like vouch for themselves and make their own money and seeing how much like they really can be worth because it is a lot so I think it's I think it's really cool um I'm sure some people might disagree and say it's ruining college sports, but I think it's awesome. Yeah, I really, I, I love it. And the yeah. one thing that, you know, I've never understood was like, um, you know, when you're in college, this is like the great time to like get a job where you're at and you can save some money and like, oh, maybe you can go to like your school's football games or whatever. And I'm sitting here thinking, so these are full-time student athletes. They probably don't have the time to work so how are they having a source of income how are they able to purchase things and that was always something that's on my mind um I don't even know why I would just think about that constantly I'd be like I'd be watching like an Oregon women's basketball game and I'd be like they're full-time student athletes like and they live in like apartments um how do they how are they able to do that yeah no that too I mean there's so many things around it like just like the time you put into being an athlete and like sometimes it can be a dead end, you know, like as far as financial payments go, like, you know, you generate all this money for the NCAA and then you don't get to see any of it. Yes. It's like, why do they get to, you know, retire off of what these athletes have been doing? So it's really cool that they can actually start. It is a job, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is a really cool way to see that, like, that time that they put in is going to be, you know, they can actually pay for themselves. They get kind of that status from it. Yeah. And then people have, like, their own clothing brands and they're, like, having their faces on these different products. And it's like, okay. Like the creativity. I'm like, let's go. I'm here for it. Yeah. I love seeing um, Caitlin Clark's posts with some, I think it's an Iowa store. Um, And it's like a what's in the box ad, but it's like clearly a commercial for this store. Yeah. And she's in it and she's like promoting the store, but it's also like kind of fun to like watch the video and it's just great marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, Bottom line, invest in women. It's totally worth it. There you go. Definitely. Yep. Now it is time for the lightning round, which I've been told by my family that it's not so much a lightning round because people take too long to answer, but I don't give a damn. You can take as long as you want to answer the questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. What is a book that you are currently reading or it can be an audiobook? Just what do you have to recommend to the folks that are listening? You know, I have not been reading, but I just read um, Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, for my master's program and it was amazing 10 out of 10 recommend there you go there's the recommendation Mm -hmm. go read the book now stop Mm -hmm. what you're doing actually no finish this episode first and then you can go look up the book because I would like you to listen to me finish the episode there we go next question I saw I was reading through um, I think it was your coach profile for um northern florida and i want to know why your other favorite stadium to play in was iu when you were in the big 10 um because that's kind of a questionable thing to say especially because of the rivalry is it because of the rivalry that you enjoyed playing there i'm just a little curious about that 
Um, you know, it's funny. I don't even know if I remember saying that. <laughs> that I did my been... research before. I just, I was I curious. That might've just been like something I put out there, um, because of the rivalry, but that rivalry was really, really fun. No, it oh, definitely I know was all about fun. that rivalry. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really fun. Like I know growing up in Arizona, I didn't think anything could be like the ASU UVA, but yeah. that one, that rivalry. That one. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. The, do you ever go to a Purdue football games by chance? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. my husband so, played football there, so I yeah. was there all the time. The chance, the, um, I'm not gonna say it on, there's some, uh, vulgar, more vulgar language than I, what I've already said today, but, um, <laughs> the, the FIU chance, there, that was fun to listen to mm-hmm. in that stadium. Um, fun fact of the day, the, I've committed to many colleges before, and the first one I committed to was IU. And so my cousin, who I'm very close with, currently goes to Purdue. And so we we had like this rivalry going on. And I was like, nope, I'm going to stay home and go to junior college. And so there was that. But in my closet, I currently have a Purdue hoodie and an IU hoodie. <laughs> they do not belong together. <laughs> That's so funny. No, those yeah. the football games, are they were so much fun. They're, like- they're a blast. But standing for five yeah. hours? No, thank you. Oh, I never lasted the whole game. It was always the beginning tailgates. Like, yeah, that's the fun part. When I say the football games, like I'm talking about the tailgates. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't get to um, participate in the tailgates because I had to follow my cousin along everywhere. But um, the reason I have a Purdue hoodie is because I was going to blend in. I was using a, another student's ticket. And so oh. just like run by really quickly and be like, here's, here's my ticket on my phone. And then go along past because um I like to break the rules sometimes um anyway yeah I was just curious about uh that one because it's such an odd um thing to put down that is funny and I don't remember putting it but it was fun I probably was like I wonder because I've played in so many stadiums like sometimes I don't realize because I played in two different conferences I mean two great conferences to play in by the way so there we go one of my other lightning round questions for you is uh you were a coach for a bit and I know you aren't doing that anymore can you just talk a little bit about your coaching experience um yeah so I um was at JU for the first year of my coaching I was a GA and then um I got that actually so that's a lie that was my very first my very first was in the summer league and it was my intro and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I fell in love with it. And I was like, I love coaching. And so from there, I met someone on the JU staff and that's when I ended up at JU. And then I wanted to stay in Jacksonville to finish my school and UNF was looking for a volunteer. And so I was like, oh, this works out perfectly. So um, from one rival to the next, but I got to stay in Jacksonville, which I did love my time there. But um, so I got my two years of college. I pl- I coached in the summer league for two summers. Um, it was really fun. I actually got to visit them last um, two weeks ago before their season ended just to see some of the old players. And some of the girls, actually a lot of my summer players are playing with the Florida Vibe now the professional team. So, um, got to see all of them. So that was my coaching and TBD. I just moved to West Virginia and they do not have college softball. So 
I might end up doing something with like the kids. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, I since you bring up the Florida vibe, I just want to know uh, your thoughts on the WPF and um, since it's a brand new league started by a former uh, University of Oklahoma player with um, they have a very busy schedule. They have Mm -hmm. they're going to a bunch of different places. They're going to Peoria, Illinois, for some reason. And I just bring that up because it's such a weird place to go to in my state. Um, but the fields that they're going to look pretty nice. So I'm going to not judge that, judge them for that one. But I just want to know, like, your thoughts on the talent that is in that league and um, what maybe some of your expectations are. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be, obviously, I think it's in very good hands. Um, I think that's going to be a huge difference maker is that Lauren Chamberlain is already someone who's like a huge figure for softball. And so her following automatically is going to like fall in love with it um, and support it. So having someone like that's so passionate about it and has been in the sh- like their shoes is going to be huge. And so I think that she's going to do great things with it. Um, I know there's only two teams now, but I really think it's going to blow up. I think the talent is good and hopefully they can land some. Cause I think that AU getting that ESPN deal was a really, really, you know, huge deal. And so hopefully they can get on some, you know, big, get a big deal like that. Yeah. I think that would help a lot. Um, obviously I know this year was kind of like the, just the two teams playing each other. So maybe not the year for a TV deal, but I think it'll blow up for sure. And moving on to AU, um, do you have any predictions for who the season three champion could be? Oh my God, that's hard. That is so hard because um, I know it's been a pitcher every year. Yeah. So I, which is funny because I remember when I looked at the score, I was like, dude, pitchers are the only ones that can possibly get negatives. Like, that's not fair. Like, how does that make sense? But then I like saw it play out and I was like, okay, I can, okay, I get it now. Like, because I mean, if you pitch a complete game, which is obviously very hard, um, there were only like a handful of complete game performances, I think in that first season. And so if you can like do a complete game and not really give up many runs, like you can earn like tons of points and then usually you'll get the MVP vote, you know? And so like, I mean, one really good complete game can shoot you up the leaderboard. So I would bet that it's a pitcher. Okay. Um, are we thinking a, a repeat from last year? Are we thinking someone new? You know, I think it's going to be a rookie. Like I know that's like bold of me, but um, I'm a really big Georgina fan from USF, Georgina Korig. And I think she did really good in um, AUX. And so I think it would be cool to see her win it. I know there's a ton of new pitchers though this year. Yes. And so, and like, I mean, you never know because with Thule winning it mm-hmm. too, um, coming off of the second season, you know, she did amazing at AUX. So like, you just never know. So I'm really excited, like not saying it's a surprise because they're all such good players, you know, whoever wins, you're going to be like, well, they're really good. So it makes sense. But I think that's what makes it hard is because anyone could win it and it would make sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I 
I mean, I've been trying to educate myself on every single player that runs through this because I'm trying to, you know, up my coverage of uh, softball. And I honestly, going into it, I thought McClenny was going to win it. Um, that's my pick yeah. for season three, though. I'm going to, that's, okay. I'm announcing my pick here. Yeah. You heard it here first. We made our choices of who we think is going to win. We'll see if that plays out. Um, but yeah, I'm just super excited to see some softball in my state again. It's just, it's yeah. epic. That's yeah. the only thing I got to, got to say from that. And my final lightning round question for you is, you know, for the athletes that participate in AU with, and especially with women's sports, you have more like access to fans and like that kind of interaction. I just want to know, um, like when you're standing there and, and signing softballs and other things, like what's going through your mind and, you know, with the people that you're interacting with, is there been a favorite interaction that you've had? I haven't had a favorite interaction yet, but I do love every interaction I have just because when I see them, I see something that can continue the growth of the sport. Um, if you can just inspire like even just one of those girls to make it her, I mean, then that's the whole motto of the WPF, like protect her dream. If you can get like just one girl to like really take this sport and run with it and like, you know, you just never know because look at what Jossie Allo has done for the sport. I think she has been huge just in the growth because a lot of people, um, cause obviously my, or my husband, he's in um, the football world. And so like we talk about softball cause it's just a common ground and they're always like, Oh, that girl on the home run chase or, you know, she was like such a icon for so long. And so like, you know, it doesn't take a lot to really blow a sport up. And so to be able to interact with those girls and to hopefully inspire them in some way to continue on, um, I think that's really special. So, yeah, good answer. I'm going to give you a little clap. I'm not going to do it so loud because I don't want to hurt the people wearing headphones because I, <laughs> I have hurt people's ears before um, because I talk too loud. So I'm going to avoid hurting people's ears today. Um, but shame on you for wearing those tiny AirPods. That's just ridiculous. That's this is why you get regular headphones like the ones I'm wearing. Also, you can't connect Bluetooth to this. You got to plug in yeah. stupid wired headphones. Um, but this is the time where you get to shout out anybody you'd like. Go ahead. Oh my gosh! Shout out anybody. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. No idea. Um, I know I feel like I'm on the spot. I'm like, I don't know. Okay, I have to shout out Georgina Court because she's my pick. She's, I think she's gonna do it. I think she's gonna take it and run with it. I love her. There, there you go. That, that's the shout out. Um, and also now is the time since it is the end of the episode. Um, just tell the folks listening where they can follow you on social media, keep up with what you're doing, all that. Um, yeah, so I am. Instagram and Twitter at Gina Snyder Young. I added the young. It's a very fancy addition. <laughs> you mm-hmm. you got to update everything, you know? Oh, um, God. I, I'm not even close. <laughs> not even close? Nope. Not even close. Like driver's license still? Nope. Is the only... <laughs> nope. Driver's license. 
credit cards none of that <laughs> none of that yeah I gotta change like I moved houses um during the summer when the pandemic happened and so it still has my old addresses on it and I'm like I'm moving away and so I'm like I don't know why I'm procrastinating to get my license changed and my ID even though like I need it changed when I go away to school because it can't have any old information on it I don't know why I do this to myself it's because the DMV like or whatever (laughs) Oh, I don't want to go there. That's why it's taking so long. Yeah. Like I did I did my legal name, like legally it's changed. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. And my passport. And that's yeah. That's I don't even know. My passport is not changed either, I don't think. Yeah, there's a lot. And then oh when you dive God. in, there's a lot. There's a lot. Now that I realize it, oh my goodness. Yeah. Although I don't think I'll need my passport for a while. At least I hope I don't need it. I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. Yeah. Although I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> and take a little nice vacation somewhere. But um, well, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you. No, it's fun. It's so much fun. Thanks yes. for having me. No problem. And now I'm gonna do my least favorite part of the episode, which is my ending spiel. Um I'll try not to ramble on for four hours, which sometimes end up ends up happening and I'll like trip over my words. What I used to do is I would try and go really, really fast just because I can. And this is a very unserious show, but now I have it slowed down a bit. So it doesn't have that kind of effect. But um, here's the spiel. If you want to follow me on social media, guess what? You can. I am on four different places. On Twitter, it is at WSportsMatter. And on Instagram, Facebook, and the TikTok, it is Women's Sports Matter. See how easy I made it for you? It's just like the name of the show. Super accessible. Go follow right now. There's a bunch of great resources linked down below, like Register to Vote or NAMI, Trevor Project. Um, the players associations for a bunch of different women's sports leagues, go check out the links. I don't really have anything else to promote. I mean, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you want to watch this episode and other episodes, like the actual video, like you can do that. You can see who's behind like the voice of women's sports matter. No, you don't, you don't want to see that, but you can see who I'm interviewing. I guess if you, if you want, but it, we're 25 subscribers strong and I highly recommend that you go subscribe because I I want it to be a better number than the number 25. Now I think I don't have anything else to promote. Go watch women's sports, support your local women's sports team, and uh, go watch some softball, everybody. Thank you again, Gina, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And um, I'm going to end it now. I'm going to go... I'm going to go do something. I don't know what. Not homework. Probably update my website. But that's going to be it for me. I will see you next next week. That's all, folks. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.